0: Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Money Makes the World Go Round. Uh, today we actually have a very special guest because he is actually a host of his own podcast, the Quarter Life Podcast, uh, or TQL Pod, uh, for anyone who is in the Aurora community. Um, you should know already by now that you have to use TQL Pod when you go visit Big Boss Yes. Uh, to get the fresh haircut, um, which leads me to my point. Shout out to Oaxaca uh, <laughs> for the fresh haircut's. And uh, today we're actually going to be talking about sort of a little bit of the business background in terms of what it is to be a salesman. Um, I I personally consider it to be one of the harder jobs, um, especially your line of work. Um, I would say between selling cars and selling houses, I think is the top two like hardest things to sell because I mean, you have to make a commitment, especially nowadays where it's almost like 60 years, it's no longer, Sort of the five year uh, basics for it. So I think it's, I give you props, man. I (laughs) I truly give you props because I had the worst experience buying my car. Yeah. And I can only imagine being the person who has to sell them. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's very hard. So, Without further ado, uh, this is Oscar Magana. Thank you so much what for coming up? in. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing today, man?
1: Dude, I'm chilling. It's my day off. Uh, I haven't recorded my podcast yet. So, um, I wanted to do this first. Uh, Sally Marcos is uh, the first time I do a guest, like an official guest thing. Um, and I'm just glad I got into, like... I'm assuming this is the third episode? Yes, this will I'm be I'm glad third I just episode. got into the third episode because I, I didn't get you into, like, the season two.
0: Honestly, I was, I was like, in the <laughs> back of the... I, I wonder what you talked about the first couple episodes without me in there, man. <laughs> um,
1: no, yeah. Uh, I've been in retail for about... Five years? Five years, about that? Um, I did... I did... I was a waiter... At Two Brothers. I, uh, customer service has always been like something I've always been into. Um, but I did, you know, I did the out, outlet malls. I did, I worked at Macy's for Fox Valley for like one season. So you're definitely no stranger to selling. No, now, yeah. But yeah, it's like, a whole different game. I've always, I've always been selling. I've always been like um, commission-based wise though. This is the first commission-based job I ever had. Uh, I started working at Gerald North Aurora uh, last October uh, Funny story Is that uh, So me Me and uh, My fiance Danielle We live uh, Over here in North Aurora And her car was failing uh, So she needed a car And we You know The Gerald Auto Group Is literally On Orchard On the other Pretty side close Super close Five minutes away for us And we were like We were looking And she was looking online And she saw this Nissan Altima we Went to the Hyundai store Which is If you're familiar With them with the all There's the Kia uh, Subaru, Hyundai, Nissan, Ford, that's all owned. Oh, on 59 you're talking about? No, 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 no. Th- This is just on Orchard.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. I, for some reason, my mind went to the mall, dude. I, alright, yes, No, the, that, yes. the auto mall. That's yeah. what you, when you, when yeah. you, that's
1: what you consider when like there's a bunch of auto. A bunch of auto yeah.
0: dealerships. Yes. Okay. Those
1: are all owned by, by Gerald. And then there's the riverfront, which is not owned by Gerald. That's the Chrysler store. So we went to the Hyundai store. She bought a car. And in the process of buying car, a salesman actually was like we were just chit chatting, and he's like, I was just I was telling him I just finished uh, school, um, you know I actually went to school for engineering and, and physics, though that's my background at least. Um, and I worked construction and stuff like that, and by, I was telling him I got I work retail and stuff like that, and he told me that they're hiring. I'm like cool, and I wanted a more a more like stable job because construction can be a little bit on and off depending on the season or depending on the projects yeah. uh which i can we can go into that too because there's a lot of money even behind unions um so i applied and Key actually hit me up because i need spanish speakers and ever since then i've been working there and i've, I've been i haven't looked back <laughs> really i quit all my jobs and and it's been very it's been very fruitful for me Seriously, uh, I think when you started, you had like three to four jobs, right? That you were kind of going before you made the full transition. So. I, was, I was at Coach. I was at Seven for All Mankind, which is a jean store. Highly recommend it. Best jeans ever. Uh, and I was at Two Brothers. Yeah, I was at Two Brothers. And then I was working construction, uh, which was on and off because of projects. Like, you know, some, we finish a project, you wait, you finish a project. Sometimes there'll be projects overlaying each other. So there was nonstop working. But regardless, like, at one point I was working four jobs. That shit was rough. That's crazy. And even when I first started, when I first started, the, re- the you know, selling cars, I was still working at the all mall. So I only worked at, at seven for, you know, my days off, which was like, you know, one day in a weekday and then Sundays. So I, I don't, for a while I didn't even have a day off. And if you know the car business, you're there a lot like two 12-hour shifts one hour one 10-hour shift and two eight-hour shifts Jeez, i mean i i'm sure it's because you have to kind of capitalize
0: on the foot traffic that you guys are getting right
1: yeah.
0: yeah uh so i mean walk me through it man how how does it go because like i said i've only bought one car and it was legitimately the worst experience i've ever had of buying anything uh it was it was terrible i mean uh, I, I don't know exactly how your guys process this, but for example, when I bought my car, the, the salesman that I was dealing with, he was he said he kept going back and forth between uh, whether it's the accounting department or the finance department, whoever he was going back and forth with, and my dad and I, we had a, a set price. We're like, we're not going to sign anything till we get to the set price because I was going to school and I knew that I couldn't afford a big payment and I didn't want ha- to get that commitment without knowing that I could afford it. So we went back and forth. He came back. I still remember to this day. He, <laughs> he circled a price, which was 190 a month. My car was very cheap. He said, 190 a month. I said, that's perfect. I wanted $200 or less on my car payment. We come back, and this is where the little caveat is. It was my own fault, and I'm also putting partly the blame on my dad as well. Um, we got the contract, and neither one of us read it. <laughs> the worst mistake you could possibly yeah, make. Yeah. Neither one of us read it. We didn't see the the full amount after all the things he, he added on, whether it was like additional warranty or whatever it might have been. <clears throat> Point is, my price came back, I think, at like 206 which I mean, $16 a month, it doesn't seem bad. But when you have a, an agreement or a loan that's for 72 months, it adds up. Do sixteen dollars times seventy two months. It it definitely adds up.
1: Now, all right, keep going, keep going. Keep yeah. Keep going.
0: So. So we signed, we we went back home, and we looked at it the, the following day. So we showed up to the dealership around like three p.m. We didn't leave till like nine thirty. Yeah. It, it, it took a while to, to do everything. We didn't see it till the next the next day. I'm coming back from I'm coming back, uh, home from like school or something. For some reason, I came back home. Um, and my dad and my dad starts going off on me. He's like, yo, did you see what happened here? I was like, we were both there. We both (laughs) saw the contract. It was both handed to us. You know, yes, it's my car, but you know, you can't just blame it all on me. (laughs) We were both there. We were both, we both signed. We both saw everything. Um, and we went back and forth for, for at least a solid two weeks. We We went back to the dealership at least three times. Um, it was a dealership in Algerian, so It was like a 40 to 45 minute yeah. drive. Yeah. We we talked to every possible person. We talked to the salesman. We talked to another um, Spanish speaking salesperson. Just so my dad can you know kind of eliminate me. The middle person to translate. Yeah. We talked to the manager. Uh, point is. We, we both walked away. Still angry. My contract stood. And it almost makes you not want to buy another car. So
1: what happened? Like was it warranties or was it like what was it like interest it,
0: it, it, it was warranties so it, it, it was warranties that he added that we we never spoke about uh when we were originally doing the deal like he did say hey your car's still it, it was i mean it was bought used but it was still very low mileage who'd you finance with uh chase
1: oh shit okay
0: yeah so it, it went through chase um
1: and you you and your dad have good credit or back then had good credit my dad had the good credit i was just there to be just to like but but he was going to help you out like, yeah you were the co-signer so yeah you, that that was like your start of building your credit exactly gotcha.
0: yeah it, it, it was all my dad um which is why he was angry at me at that part because he's like yo i just basically let you borrow my signature and now we're kind of screwed over on this contract um but well, yeah, man. I mean, it, <laughs> honestly, it was honestly the, the worst experience I've ever had. But if I were to buy a car, I mean, of course, I would go with you now because yeah. I I don't think you would do the same to me no. where you would be like, hey, so, circle here, and then you come back with an extra thirty bucks or something per month. Um. So so how is it for you? I, how did you transition? How is it going? So
1: there's obviously a process. Um. There's obviously. Uh, different ways of customers that whether I cold call them and told them, hey, we got this going on. We have this car. Are you interested? Do you want to come in? Set up an appointment or you have your walk-ins. Most of the time, people that walk in have a, either a set price in mind, set car in mind, or they just don't know. They just need a car. Um, so when you walk, when they walk in, you obviously want to greet them. Uh, you want to make, make them feel welcome. Uh, I sit them down or you know, and you know, I try to, I try to get as much information as possible, okay. you know, I try to ask, you know, what kind of car are you looking for? What do you need it for? Uh, are you trading anything in? Do you owe anything left or do you have the title? Um, do you have in mind how much money you want to put down? How, and then this is the trickier part. You always want to be a little sensitive when it comes to credit. So you always want you always, you always want to tell them like hey how's your credit you know between 1 and 10 if, if they're very confident they're going to like it's perfect and you just assume they're, they're they're good credit if people are like I don't know I
0: wait my bad I don't mean to cut you off but super quick question have you ever had anybody who's who's super like yeah i got good credit and, and they then, yeah yeah and then it and, comes and, back and
1: and, 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 at, and people will get mad at you and i'll I'll get into that later all right all right my bad really um good. So yeah, you 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 you, you and then you ask where do you where do you want to be monthly? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to be two hundred. I want to be two fifty. My range is between three hundred and four hundred. And they they give you uh, as a salesman. You you want to think that's their budget. Most people and and the as a, as a, as a buyer, you want to, you know. Not lowball them, but you want to get as low as possible, right? Yes. So like, if your budget is three hundred, in reality, you can still do three fifty. Yeah. Like you said, one ninety, but you still you you've been doing two sixteen. Yeah, I was able to do it. Yeah. So like, or two, 206 like like you that didn't break the bank. Yeah. Obviously, a hundred dollar difference is a different story. Yeah. You know, like if if you came back and like, no, your car payments three hundred, you're gonna like you're gonna walk out. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 do all that pre owner new stuff like that. You go talk. I talk to my manager, tell him what he wants to do. And usually by then, I have a car in mind. And you just want to go with the manager, like, hey, I'm going to show him this car. And, like, yeah, that car works. Or, or maybe that car doesn't work. Show him this car. This car has rebates. If you're buying a new car, um, you know, this car has 0%. If, if the, if the um, customer is looking for 0%, um, you know, and, and they, they, the, the managers are just there to direct, you know, make sure you're, you're on right, the right path uh you show them a car if they don't know what trim level they want you show them the base model i show them the base model just because at mm-hmm. least from there you the customer can be like i want a leather i want heated seats i want a sunroof i want a navigation i want to so sort of sell up them not, not from even sell up or... but like at least at least as a customer if you never know and then you see the base model you're like i you know what i do want i want the beige interior I don't like the black. Ah, I see. So at least from there you can they can start building their own car in their mind and they're like, "Cool, don't worry about it. Let's drive this one cuz it still drives the same, unless there's a difference in engine." Cuz a 4-cylinder drives different than a 6-cylinder. Yeah. So, um, you know, whether you know they pick things out, you still want to go on a test drive. And then you if they do pick out something different, you pick out another a different car. You know, like Oh, you show me a silver one. I want a, you know, I want a darker color. So you bring a black or a dark blue. You show it to them. You ask for another test drive. If they don't want to test drive it, it's perfect, cool. This is a car. It has the heated seats or it has the ventilated seats. It has the second row captain chairs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come back in, you know you're you're in the position where you ask for the business. I ask for the business. You know, guys, is there anything we can do today? Guys, if, if the numbers make sense, are you taking the car today? As an as a as a as a buyer, if you're ready, you're going to say yes. Yeah. If you're hesitant, you're like, oh, I don't know. I want to. I want to check something out. I want to see other. And some people, some people, generally are looking at cars. You know, you if you're at Kia, you're 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 most likely going to go check out Honda and Toyota and Hyundai just because they're all similar cars. If you're looking at pickup trucks, you're probably going to go to Ford uh dodge or ford ram and, and you know chevy or gmc or whatever you're most likely looking at competition cars so to see what car works for you for your lifestyle for work for pleasure whatever so let's say you, you 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 do love the car you want you wanna you know if numbers make sense you're gonna take the car cool get the sign i i at Gerald, you get a sign of a commitment no, it, it's not. A, it's not a contract. It's nothing. Doesn't hold you down. It, it just. It shows that we're in agreement that you're gonna take the car. If the numbers make sense. Now here's where I go back to uh, when I, when we're doing the the interview. If you know you as a customer know that you're super low, we're most likely gonna ask for a credit application. And the only reason why we ask for that is to check your credit score. Because if you're at 400, we're going to tell you, like, hey, dude, like, you know, this is your best way to do this. Or we're recommending you to, you know, this is the best route. Mm -hmm. And it's not to, like, tell you one way or the other or discourage you from buying, but to avoid any, any, any displeasure. In your in, in your experience, like we want to be as helpful as possible. And some dealerships, like yours for your experience, they just want to sell you a car and 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 get the fuck and get, get you out of the fuck away. Because you probably started at three. The salesman probably thought he was gonna lock it up at four, and you were there till nine. Yeah. So like the whole process at that point is 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 not pleasurable for them. Yeah. Um. The way I was taught is you want to make it as easy and as painless. Which I say painless. Because people don't like buying cars, they don't. It's and, almost and, like the dentist, but you're buying something. You and, and most people buy cars because they need it. You know, no, not a lot of people out there are buying cars because they want to. Because and if they do, like they they they're smart. They're you know they they're there specifically for a car. They know everything, and and you know they, they, they want that car. Uh, but some people are just there to to see what they can do and what can fit in their in their lifestyle and budget um so obviously we check your credit if you're at a bad score and then from there we, we work with your credit and, and try to fit everything in within your budget but let's say you're you know you told me your, your credit was good you're in the 600 700s or 800s, Um, we still move forward assuming your credit prior to you checking it you so guys... we, we, we show like the way we do it we should we'll show you numbers before you check your credit because we because interest rates are built in by based uh, on your tier credit score lists. yeah so mm-hmm. like if you're in the 6 you know I'm just throwing it out if you're between 600 and 630 you're within a tier list of of interest rate you're yeah. within 650 to 700 in a different tier list 7 to you know most people qualify for 0% above 730 stuff like that Makes sense. You know, so depending on where your credit score is a penny. So, or we just assume, you know, the national interest rate, which is 9.9. Um, that 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 obviously inflicts it, but that's usually an average. Um, and we show you numbers. Obviously, like, you know, a, a, a breakdown of where we got the, the, the number financed, your, out, your out-the-door price, like, you know, breakdown, government fees, any accessory fees, um, taxes, because depending... You know you can be at, at cook county or, or 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 at King County but if you look at cook county you're 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 gonna take cook County taxes yeah they're gonna, gonna vary yeah uh so they gonna vary on taxes and obviously, you get the outdoor price and then depending on your on your you know your your credit if you know what whether you're doing it we give you an option between money down you know if you told us yo I don't got money down we'll show you zero we show you a thousand we show you thirty five hundred or Depending on the car, you know, we show you two fifty-five and ten grand, depending on the car, because some cars are sixty k, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> um, so two, two grand isn't going to make a difference yeah, on, no. on, on a sixty k car. Um, and then obviously you break down between monthly figures, uh, forty-eight months, sixty-six and seventy-two, which are usually the the more common ones. There, obviously you can do sixty months and you can do eighty-four months. Rarely do you get ninety six months, but once you jump up to those terms, your interest rate jumps as well. I mean, I bet it's it's a bigger <laughs> it's a bigger time
0: that your loan is a fucking mortgage. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's more of a risk uh, to it. Yeah.
1: obviously, right there, we come to an agreement on numbers, and we do a credit application right there. So obviously, because we have to run your credit, once we accept numbers, if you said your number was seven hundred and your credit score will come back to 500 obviously your interest rate is going to jump. And that's where most people are like, why, why'd you do that? Why, why'd you? And, and that's when like, you become, i become the bad guy. Cause I have to one, I'm the one that tells you, Hey dude, your TransUnion or, or Experian shows this well, credit karma told me this. Yeah. Bro, credit karma for everyone. Now I'm making it official credit karma is a good tool. But it's just a tool. It gives you like a a, a ballpark. A it's word. a twenty. It's like I think it's like 20, 30 points, maybe sixty. Jeez. Like, but in, mo- in good cases, it's a twenty plus or minus. So if you're at six, if you're a six forty, you might be six twenty or you might be six sixty. You won't know until you get a, your free credit report through the tra- through TransUnion or Experience. because you get one through all, through each of them. Yeah. Once a year. Yeah. So you you have the ability um but let's say everything goes smooth right your credit is where you said so your the interest rate lines up where it says so the numbers that we, we we agreed upon make sense there i just get the paperwork i'm i'm as a sales consultant i'm just a middle guy <laughs> at the end of the day so i get your insurance i, I you you sign your credit application printed um you know, I ask you if you wanna add remote start or you wanna add, you know, Weather Tech mats, which will bump you can either pay cash there or you can finance which will bump you up a little bit. And then at finance, um, that's where people, you know, the finance manager will either ask you, Hey, you know, it's at the end of the day, a car is an investment. Yeah. You know, you I have a I have a, a case for my phone. Because I'm paying seven hundred dollars for this phone, and I'm paying and I'm putting a fifteen dollars case, but that fifteen dollars will protect my phone. So adding warranties or extended warranties or whatever is to protect your investment. Most people think about most people and probably your foot in your experience. Most people think that adding warranties are just like oh they're just trying to take my money or or, you know they're, they're cashing in. That's not the case. It's to invest you, bro. Like, at the end of the day, warranties are for your benefit. Because if you, you know, let's say you, you're here in, you know, you're living in Aurora, but you work at Chicago. That's what, 40 miles? Yeah. 80 miles back and forth? You're driving way over the the, the average miles miles per day. Per yeah. day and and you're, you're most likely going to be driving 15,000 plus a year. So most likely if you buy a new car, you know, in Kia's case, you get 10 years, 100,000 miles on the power chain, which covers your engine transmission. Your five years, 60,000 miles on the lim- on the limited new car, which covers a, like in and out different uh, miscellaneous things. And so it's either you, you, hit the, you hit the mile mark or hit the year mark. And most likely if you're driving a lot, you're gonna hit the mile mark. So getting an extended warranty, especially if you know what you're doing, what your lifestyle works, it's an investment. You know, let's say you you chose not to put any money down, right? Um, Your car, and it's every car, whether it's a fucking Kia to a Mercedes-Benz to a Lamborghini, will depreciate. 100%. 20% the moment you get out of the car. The moment you get out of the, the, the... Out of the lot. Out of the lot. 20%. So, your car, what you owe is 100%. Your car's value is eighty. There's a gap, right? There's yeah. things called gap insurance that you mm-hmm. can buy through through uh, the finance room. That if God forbid you're in a, in a total, um, if you're in a collision that totals out your car, your your full coverage is only covered in the value of your car, not what you owe. Yes. So if you owe fifteen and your car's worth four. Bro, you you're you're flipping eleven grand. You're paying eleven grand for a car you don't have.
0: Yeah, it's really sad. I I've seen it happen, especially from the consumer loans. I've I've seen a lot of people who do that, and I highly I highly recommend it to do gap insurance if you have like a if you have a brand new car. Um, I think it's definitely worth it, or if you know your credit score is a little bit un- uh, in the lower side, because most likely that interest rate will bump up your loan a lot more than your actual car. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it a lot of the loans go from loan to value, so it, it depends a lot on the M- MSRP of the actual auto loan. Yeah, I mean of the actual auto. So, so like
1: getting GAP will like if you you know your your insurance covers that the gap takes the rest, and you're yes. and you're you're washing free, you're at zero, like you don't shit. They're not gonna give you a check, but at least you don't owe oh, shit. Now there's 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 situations where like someone put thirty or forty percent down. Now you're on positive equity. Yes. You you can still get gap insurance, but most likely if you're gonna get a head-on colli- like a total collision, the insurance company is gonna give you a check. You know.
0: And most likely could get some money, especially depending on your down payment and because you're you're on a positive equity. Yes.
1: Um, and then obviously you get paperwork and 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 you file. Your your tax forms because you you are you, at that moment getting taxed on on your car, and you know it. If you if you do have an interest rate on the paperwork, it'll show you this is what you're going, this is what you're you're financing, but this is what your your total amount will be at the certain amount. Cause it doesn't matter if you buy every credit card is like this. You know you're you're financing this much, but if you pay the minimum, you're gonna be obviously paying more. Yes. That's how credit works. Yeah. For everyone. <laughs> Except for zero percent. Zero percent you're yes. just paying the value of the car. And that's it, bro. That's it. <laughs> but obviously every every car experience is different. Yes. Every person is different. Not everyone has the same credit score. Not everyone has the same down payment. Not everyone has a trade. And everyone's gonna be different. You know, and, and that's and that's that's it. Um dude, I've gotten yelled at. I've got it <laughs> I've got it, you know.
0: What's like one of your, let's do both, let's do like one of uh, one of your worser experience, and of course don't go into super detail if you can't, but then kind of like, what's one of like your better experience being a salesman,
1: you know, for? Well, definitely my best experience, because it happens a lot, is helping uh, people, and uh, they're Hispanic, or you know, whether they're Mexican, or Venezuelan, or or you know, whatever, People that just speak Spanish um, that either just have the ITIN number or, you know, don't have any credit or were bamboozled at, you know, the side, you know, uh, used car dealerships. They're paying, like, fucking $400 for a 06 fucking Malibu with 150000 miles that's breaking apart. Um, but helping those people out, you know, is definitely my my best moments because just you can just see in their faces that, like, they uh something was lifted over their shoulders, you know like the the weight of like this like broken down car that they're still paying it's like not in their mind anymore, yeah, they got a new car and their' their 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 payments might have gone up a little bit, but now it's a new car there's no problems they yeah. they're not adding um money into a a a burning pit right that's always my my the best thing that's happened the worst thing <laughs> uh. <laughs> um Dude, I've gotten, I've gotten, uh, so this is, was like, what, January, February, around there this year? Um, I don't know if I spoke about this in my podcast, I probably did, I don't remember. Um, it was a busy day, I remember it was a Friday, and, no, 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 it was a Tuesday actually, it was Tuesday, and we were busy, I didn't have a customer, there was an appointment, made from our internet lead so our internet person you know if you inquire about a car he messages you and tries to you know ha- make an appointment so you can check out the car and, and those are all free game like you know whoever gets them that's your customer now
0: is this from from people who go online and and let's say it's a yeah, 2010 if, honda civic or something and you inquire about it yeah okay and like that
1: like you you fill in your information somebody's going to contact you which is our internet lead and then you set up an appointment with them and then one of the sales consultants takes from over there, so it's it's always a free game technically. Um, so yeah, it was one of those one of those internet leads. Um, this dude would inquired about a 2020 Sedona EX Kia, which is a minivan, a fully loaded minivan. And he came in. I remember there, it was him, his girlfriend, and a baby. They're European. I I I, I want to say Russian. They could have been whatever. Eastern European whatever uh, but you could tell by their accents And like I try to greet him you know as as, as grateful as I can um, it was a good day for me too I was having a good day and the guy was like I want to see I want to see um, this guy I'm like I was like hey that's our internet lead guy um, he just deals with appointments I'm your sales consultant how can I help well he knows what I want I'm like totally cool they sit down I'll get him so we can just, you know, formally introduce ourselves. Sit him down, get him water, you know, make him comfortable. I go get our guy. He's like, This guy's looking for a minivan. You know, like he he's already been to a different Kia dealership. He already got his price. He wants to know if we can beat it. I'm like, Cool. Um and then so he introduced introduces himself. I'm I'm there. Regardless of whatever you do, I want. I need to get your information, right? I need to get your phone number, your name, your email, whatever. Uh, if you're trading anything, if you are cool, we have to do a trade appraisal. Because if the deal, if, if even if you have numbers, and they did whatever they did, we have to go do it ourselves as well. We can't just base it off their numbers, especially if they're not through the Gerald's, right? Like, oh, okay, it was like it could be like. Uh, Bob Shorman Kia. Okay. I see what you mean. You know? And he was like, no, 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 no. I want you to, you know, where's the car? And I'm like, dude, okay. I I brought the car. I was like, I brought the car that we have, which is an EX Sedona, but it was a blue. And he wanted white. And I'm like, oh, well, we have a different lot at April. We can just go get it. But this is a car, just different color. And and it it, it took like a couple of minutes to reassure him that we're talking about the white car, but I'm showing him this car because this is what we have. It's just a different color. And then um, he didn't want to test drive it. He, he refused to test drive it because he already test drove it. I'm like, dude, I need you to test drive this car just because like, if something feels wrong in this car, at least we picked it up during the test drive and we can you know, get that fixed. And he refused. And I'm like, totally cool. And I'm very level-headed, bro. I don't get mad at all. Like, as an old friend of mine, you can tell I don't get mad. Like, yeah, I no. It takes a lot for me to get mad. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, I was getting irritated. And I'm like, okay, cool. Don't want to touch drive the car. We already in agreement that the car we're looking at is a white Sedona. Not this one, but a white one. That's in our Naperville store that we can go totally get. Um, And we're, getting, we're at the point where, like, all right, man, I need you to sign right here to show that we're committing buying the car you know. Well, can you beat the price? Dude, I, yes. You already gave me the you already showed me the numbers. We're going to do it for you. And his girl signed and I'm like, "Wait, who's buying the car?" She is. I'm like, "Cool, I need her information. I have your information. But if you're not buying the car, we can't like just say that
0: you have his but in reality, Yeah, It's, yes. it's like
1: I, I can't borrow your credit I can't yeah. borrow your credit history Unless you're co-signing Yeah That's Co-signing two different things Which I asked if they're co-signing They told me no She's buying the car Solely And I'm like Alright cool whatever I go up to my manager Tell him what they want to do The dude walked From my desk To that de- to From my desk To the manager's desk Comes up to me He's like What is this What, you, what did she sign And I'm like I explained it to you It's just commitment it's, You're not locked down To anything he's like, he took it off my hands, w- pretend to read it, and ripped it up and threw it in my face, and like, fuck you guys, you guys are wasting my time, I'm out of here. And, and my instinct, <laughs> in my instinct, in my Easter aura like, mind, I puffed up my chest, I'm like, yo, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and everyone was in shock, and like, it felt like the, the music turned off everyone all the customers turned around like it was like you know like you know
0: it was like the little scratch from like the, yeah from the
1: 80s sitcoms yeah and the guy was storming off another sales consultant went to go uh after him to talk to him down and i i got sent home because you can't tell a customer you to go cur- fuck himself yes. you know can you curse in this yeah no yeah you can okay. yeah um uh, but yeah i mean obviously i was told like you can't talk to a customer even if they're you know, yelling at you like you gotta be level-headed the whole time, um, which at that point I've learned to be level-headed and, and I've learned to react when to react. Um, but that was probably the craziest moment. I've been obviously I've been yelled at. I mean, when I first started, like I told the lady once that like the car was 22, even though the car was 26, because we were looking at two different models. Oh, and you got the prices. And confused. I got the prices wrong, and she wanted that number. But we couldn't. <laughs> like, um, But yeah, I mean, the car industry is... is, is Not everyone's made for it. Uh, dude, I've seen people in and out. Jeez. Like, p- people that last, like, maybe a month. Um, there's people that have been there for years. And it's really a commitment. Uh, a lot of time you, that you're in there. I mean, Danielle, you know, bless, bless her soul. Understands that I gotta sometimes go on my day off or go early or stay late, I mean, well, Tuesday, this or this week that we're recording, I wanted to go play soccer with y'all, but I couldn't, because I sold two, three, I sold three cars that day, you know, like, I just can't, like, it, if there's a deal, and I want full benefits of it, I need to be there, if not, I'm sharing it, and, and you know, my cut of the deal, Um, I have to share it, and, and, and I could have done 90% of the work, and I still have to share it, 50%, so that's why I have to make sure that I'm either staying there for the entire time or that my, my customers show up on my day off, I have to be there.
0: Oh, okay. Do they give you a call then? Like, oh, yeah. They'll okay. give me a
1: call, especially they, they know I live five minutes away. Yeah. So I can be there. And like within
0: 10 up. minutes, 10 to 15 you know, minutes. So
1: like it wouldn't happen this late, but if someone were to call me right now, like, Oscar, your customers here wanting to buy this car. I'm probably gonna cut. I'm, this, no, I'm just gonna cut. Sense. Yeah, and I'm dipping and <laughs> like this, like. But yeah. I mean, i have yeah, it's it's great.
0: And I respect the grind because yeah, it's it like you said, it's it's one of those, it's one of those industries where it's it's very cutthroat. I feel like I, you could either make really good money or you can kind of. I mean, I guess it's sort of the same as a lot of places, but since you're incentivized basically based off of your own hard work Mm -hmm. it's one of those where if you're just one of those people like you where you don't mind staying late you don't mind going in on your day off you know you don't mind doing all the extra mile of like whatever it may be for the customer service portion of it you can definitely make a, a basically unimaginable amount of money you you can reach you know very new heights uh so for example i I don't know if you remember, but I worked at the car dealership in Niquel for like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you doing there? What? 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 <laughs> so I was basically hired for the same reason um, that you went into Gerald, Keo. Uh, it was, it, they they were, I don't know if the person got fired or they quit, but they also had a Spanish-speaking salesperson. They ended up leaving. They they needed an immediate hire, so I applied. It was over the summer, too, so i I wanted to... I wanted a full-time position and that's exactly what it was so I go in and it was the same thing a a lot of my a lot of the beginning was me shadowing other salespeople or once one individual she was really good at her job Um, or I would spend most of my time just calling people or messaging them on the internet but I mean I ended up leaving I didn't even get the chance to actually try to sell something because it's a whole separate thing, but, but, but basically the manager of that dealership was in my eyes, he was very racist. He would always compare like racist, uh, not race, uh, other races against each other. He would, he would always say, oh, like, well, this race always does this, this, and that. And it, it was, it was always talking about particular about income and other stuff like that. Stereotypes. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I can't deal with this. Um. I was like, I'm not going to be comfortable here. I can't like, I can't even imagine the day that if you would have brought something up about like Mexicans, like, I don't know how I would have reacted. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have been very angry and cursed on my own manager. So I was like, I'm out, I'm not doing this. But, but even then I, I think it was a two week period that would get a, almost like a stipend. So every, the first two weeks you, you have a guaranteed $500, but after those two weeks, it's solely on whatever you make. On just commission um, base and I didn't know that at the beginning so I was like man I'll make 500 bucks a week at that point I was working at Metro PCS so making nine dollars <laughs> an hour I was like $500 a week is it's really good money it's a huge jump in how much money I'm I'm gonna be making and then I ended up working at an Indian grocery sh- uh, store. From there, you're
1: working there for a while. too. Yeah, I, I worked there for a couple of
0: months. It was honestly one of the best jobs. The, the owner of that store was super nice. Uh, he always treated me like family, so I definitely miss him. I would go visit him if it wasn't in the kelp. If I didn't have to go out of my way for 40 to 45 minutes to drive there, I mean, his wife made amazing food and everything. It was it was awesome. But now we're straying, you know, away from from the original topic.
1: No, uh, man. But yeah, old school, old school uh, people, old school dealerships have have a stereotype. Like they believe in stereotypes. They believe that Mexicans uh, only care about out the door prices. They, they they believe that um, you know Indian people are very screwed negotiators. Like they they they're believers of that, and and it's maybe an old school mentality of what they they witness because the 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 big difference is um and you can you, you can go back to the the recession when when the when all these car um manufacturer game bailed out that that was the main shift in old school to new school um uh selling and 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 at least in America um you know a lot of people back now that's when you you uh uh, cash for Clunkers started, where you you can cash in on your used car and get cash. So that's why that that raised the price in used cars. People people still come to this day and ask for like where's the three grand car three grand you know, you know cash cars. You know there's not anymore because people don't trade that in. They usually just cash it in in junkyards. Yeah. You know, so most used cars that are are sellable are. Are so readily Eight grand yeah. selling price, you know, something like It depends. So it's just people, and pe- there's people that haven't bought a car since like 2005, and like they believe that, you know, a 30 grand car is still a lot of money. And I was like, no. <laughs> Inflation is a bitch. You know, <laughs> hype uh, is a bitch. Like, it really, is. like the, you know, if, this car if you see commercials on this car yeah yeah you're gonna pay for this car because they gotta pay for the commercials <laughs> they like, gotta <laughs>
0: pay for the marketing of this uh, um, vehicle somehow no
1: so like it like a lot of people a lot of you know especially in the country like in dekalb or southern like dealerships you can tell they're still old school you can tell that the vibes are just you know uh i'm gonna have a bad experience or you can like meet me a twenty four year old that understands that like the fucking economy sucks and you want to make sure you get the best deal you know and I'm gonna hook you up as much as I can there's only so much I can do without your with your credit yeah that is <laughs> you know indeed. but like I'm gonna try and that's the old if you, you're listening to this and you need a car hit me up the the only way we can try to get you a car is if you come in and check it out
0: that's true you can't just look at someone and be like, I think I can approve you for twenty five thousand dollars it's like
1: yeah, <laughs> boy I'm gonna need five grand right now <laughs> No man, but um at the other day like I, I see myself at the you know, I'm glad I didn't you know choose to go to engineering or, or you know continue in concrete um because those would have been busting my ass and right but I would have been behind, you know. A cubicle, which technically I am behind a desk, but I, I, I get to walk around, I get to see amazing cars, I get to drive amazing cars. Um, I get to meet a lot of people. My clientele book has only been growing, and um, people have been sending me referrals, which it only shows that you know I've been treating people well and they their experience, um, at my dealership at with me is the best. You know, that's the only thing I can say about that.
0: No, it's, it's good because. I feel like referrals and just word of mouth still so goes a very long mm-hmm. way. Uh, just someone vouching for you goes goes a humongous way. I mean, like myself, I we talked about this. My next dream car is a Tesla. But if at some point, let's say my current car just dies out and I can't afford a Tesla, I'm definitely going to you to buy a car. I'm not going to go anywhere else because I don't want to go through that experience once again. Mm-hmm. And I already know you and I know you will uh, you won't be in the background like, yeah i'm about to fuck him up <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> like yeah I'm about to steal like five thousand dollars from him or something no, man so. there, there's
1: people out there that that will fucking make uh a cut off their parents I, you 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 get those you get those salesmen you'll get those salesmen Jeez. that don't those they'll, they'll make money off off their, off their uh off their parents or their fucking friends but me um uh, and the the group i'm in we we're, we're we're strong believers that you know, if you're friends, friends and family, you take care of them. You know, that, and that's the best way to do it. And even if you're not friends and family, we're gonna treat you like family, and we're gonna yeah. show you the best way to buy a car. And and sometimes people get a, you know, people appreciate it. Some people are like, no, that's not. And and if it's not the the best way to buy a car, it's not the way for you. We'll, we'll, we'll work with you. We'll, yeah. we'll 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 find, you know, your best way to buy a car. And we'll, we'll try to make it work.
0: No, that that's awesome, dude. I'm really happy for you. Uh, but. I also want to, we're pretty close to, to an hour here, but I, Ooh, I also want to kind of talk about your actual, your podcast as well. I mean, it, it, your podcast was a huge inspiration for me. I brought it up in your own podcast as well, where between you and Kenji, were sort of some of the first people here in Aurora who started creating a podcast, and you guys have been doing very well. Uh, and so I want to give you a shout out for that. I mean, huge inspiration, but I saw one of your tweets that you want to, Sort of create a story. So I I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit on here or if you want to wait and kind of do your own announcement, your own podcast. No,
1: I mean yeah. I, I I can talk about it. Um, I mean I've I've been podcasting for about a year. Uh, it actually started. I mean you you were there. Uh, we we all started in a group.
0: As together, right? That's, it was, a, was like it was, it was an a angel. group of ten of us just yelling at each other,
1: <laughs> <and> recording it. <laughs> You can find those, bro. You can find them on Acre. Hold up.
0: <laughs> Do not play a snippet of that on this podcast, please. <laughs> um,
1: no, 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 but it this start it does start uh within, you know, the within the guys we we all we all listen to different um uh, podcasts, but it seems like generally we we listen to either common podcasts. My favorite podcast uh, on top of my mind, let me see. The, I have the NPR News Now, which is just an updated, like every five every hour. The Ross Boland podcast. Dog Walk, which is a Barstool Sports. Pardon my take, which is Barstool Sports. The Curry and the Nayshot show, which is the 100 Thieves. Uh, 100 Thieves Talk, which is the non official 100 Thieves podcast for the League of Legends. Yeah. Uh, the Talking My Shit podcast, which is Kenji. Um, Money Make the World Go Round, which is you. Uh, Reply All my podcast uh daily profit which is another uh podcast here in aurora and there was other story ones that i finished legal aliens another podcast that i listened to why am i not subscribed to Legal? Ali- yeah legal aliens uh buns of steel which is uh danielle's friend who makes a podcast about dancing about the dance world oh uh, that's cool self-made with nature which is kind of similar to this podcast. But those people have huge networks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, we're here on my kitchen table. The best thing
1: about what always asks is how much you're worth or how much money you yeah, got. How much money you have, and bro? If you tell me right now how much money I've got, I'll tell you I'm negative thirty dollars. So that don't ever ask me that, bro. Or we're swinging.
0: I was just about to ask you. Just uh, keep it going. <laughs>
1: um, is it still here? The Many Minds podcast. Many Minds, right?
0: Yeah, I, I believe that's what we called it, Many Minds. But I
1: mean, while, while you look for it, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a description. So, but, oh, it is right here? Oh. The Many Minds podcast. There's three episodes. There's the initial trial, the languages, which is two hours and thirty-seven minutes, and relationships and bathroom confessions. I think about
0: it. Throws me back when we were all sitting around an Angel's room. It was super hot because, I mean, it's eight of us. We had one mic, I think, at one point. Which I have the mic
1: now. Yeah, and we
0: were all, we would pass it around or we we would just yell stuff into it. And I, I know that's, at some point we all came to the conclusion that it's too many of us. There's too many of us. We wanted to take it into different directions. So it was impossible to have an actual sort of set plan for it. And I know that's when people kind of started breaking off. I know at some point, Angel and Ariel wanted to do, do you know, it on podcast. their own. And yeah. then I know that uh, eventually you and Juan started your own thing. Um, so now the TQL pod now is just, just solely you. Yeah. So kind of how, I mean, how did that end up working out and w- where do you see it going?
1: So obviously the Many Minds podcast was an inspiration that I took. Um, yeah, obviously there's uh, our group of friends are different people and, but it also made me think that there's more people out there that are in similar past but we're different minds uh, so me and Juan started the, the quarter life podcast because um, it, it's part of the description that we're all 23 24 25 26 within that quarter life if you if you expect you if you expect to live to 100 years old god bless you but you know the the, the um, uh what's it called the midlife crisis yes it's usually around like the 50s 40s the core life podcast the core life crisis quote unquote i don't want to be a crisis because i'm not in crisis <laughs> but the core life podcast that so we're all within that age group um and we all experience so many things you know we've all we've already experienced a recession we've already experienced fucking katrina <laughs> uh ebola and eight, now COVID. covid yeah um we're all working individuals we're all at school we're all have families well we're, we're all married we're all divorced um so we all have different experiences now with the Core Life Podcast. And up being uh, me and Juan, the first couple of episodes were more topic-based, like food and uh, movies and culture and stuff like that, uh, fashion. And then second season rolled around. Juan was still around, but he, he started uh, focusing more on his career, on, on his graphic design. Which uh, you totally check him, totally check them out. And then season three, that's when I it was just me. I I, I took it upon myself to continue. Like I had a choice to continue the podcast or not, and I decided to do it. Uh, back then, I used to record on my phone. Now I record with mics and all that stuff. And I've had so many guests. I've had you. I've had Eric. I have Caesar. I have Juan. I've had um, the manager of, of Coach here in Aurora, which he has a podcast now, and he's boomed. The, the be uh be positive uh show or, or i forgot what it's called now but they, they've they done comedy i've had kenji like a couple times and he, he started his podcast a little after i did um and, and i helped him out and uh, i had jacob Sepeda i've had uh people at pre mill, i've had people at i mean i want to fucking interview the mayor one day <laughs> like um and, and, and it's turned to conversations hot topics sometimes they're just bullshitting um and It's been great, and now I mean, the podcast is still the podcast. Like, we're on season five. Um, I've done almost 50 plus episodes. Uh, I would, you know, I did the last episodes because I took a break during COVID, and now, uh, I mean, I just want to do something, I want to take the podcast to a different level. I thought of maybe doing video recordings, um, where I can upload videos to YouTube of the show. I thought of creating a story kind of like um, in a way where like the old school radio shows do it where they, they like um, back in the day when there was like TVs were rare like the the shows that you listen to were on the radio and yeah. the type of that shows and I want to bring that back into a podcast feeling and there's there's some podcast stories that are like that and I want to bring that to the Core Life Podcast but I just got to find someone to write it with me and and a couple individuals to uh lend me their voices for for the for the thing but i mean the podcast i mean i've been averaging about 50 to 150 listens depending on the episode uh that's been going pretty strong Um, i'm nowhere near a a professional podcaster Uh, i make a little bit of money uh just doing uh anchor ads uh, which during season five I'm, i'm donating all to uh BML funds uh, so I'm not you know profiting off that and I mean dude I fucking love podcasting I can talk forever I mean this entire episode I don't think you've spoken more than a hundred words it's I mean dude it's awesome and and honestly
0: that's what I want I I don't want to hear my own voice that I plan on bringing on people who you know I I want to kind of give them the stage I I just want to you know add my a couple cents in here and there And just sort of have like a a discussion. But if it's mainly driven by my guests, then I feel like I did did what I wanted to do with the podcast. Which is just let people talk and hopefully someone learns something about business along the way. I I mean, so far, the way that it's been going, it's, I mean, it started off with COVID. uh, The second episode, which would have already aired by the time this airs. It's, it's about credit, and now we talked about financing cars and kind of the whole business behind that. And like you said, it I, I, have, I have certain things in mind that I want to do with it. So as, as I grow, I want, whether it's career-wise, it, it, my own personal net worth or wherever it may mm-hmm. be, I just want to give out the best advice that I possibly can um, or things that I've done that have worked or haven't worked. Just talk to other people who may have podcasts, businesses, whatever it may be it, it's just basically that man it's just a, hopefully inspire some people to do something with their own lives whether it's same thing career wise or growing your own you know, you know your own checkbook or whatever it may be um, that, that, that's kind of the goal so hopefully it works out I, I don't see myself making a profit, I mean you talked about the anchor, um and I don't think I've I don't think I've even recorded it I I do want to but I my my whole original point of this was not really to make money off of it my ultimate goal is to get with people here in the community especially in Aurora I want to start off where I live and where I grew up and sort of create a community event thing where where I can spread this knowledge but make it more fine-tuned and and very specific for for younger kids you know whether it's it's high school middle most likely high school actually because it will make more sense than or people who are even in college and starting off just to learn stuff and learn about business to learn how to manage your money and if you're wanting to invest how kind of how to start how to do it everything like that and i i really hope i've thought about reaching out to old teachers and um old people that, and people that I know from District 131 to kind of hopefully do some sort of networking from there and make it a community event and spread awareness of local businesses and everything like that so
1: we'll see yeah dude um I don't know what I'm gonna do with the podcast after I turn 26 cause after that I mean <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna call it, call it rename the, the podcast um obviously I'm I'll be on the quarter of yeah. my life so I probably keep it, but the name itself. But I mean, the podcast, the podcast game uh, can only you can only continue doing podcasting till you don't find it fun anymore. Like yeah. I've 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 seen so many podcasts start up and and not go past the tenth episode because they either don't know what they're talking they they don't know what to talk about anymore. Or they, they they don't find time for it. Once you, for me, it's a little easier because like I can skip a week and and go back and, and been fine. But I skipped three months and I returned back like fucking MJ. But, um, yeah, some people just stop recording because they don't find time for it, um, or put it in the in the back burner and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, podcasting. I mean, anyone can start a podcast. You you're you're yeah. a testament to it. I'm a testament to it. Um, anyone can start a podcast it's just finding your niche you know uh danielle's friend who i helped you know start her podcast she's doing great because she finds a specific niche in dancers um my type of podcasting is a little different it's a little harder just because it's a broader spectrum I'm a, yeah I, i'm considered a lifestyle podcaster so i talk about everything within you know everything <laughs> you know, yeah. lifestyle right uh kenji talks about kenji is more of a comedian kenji is a comedian so uh his is more comedic base you know he does hit t- topics but obviously he he hits it with a satirical factor behind it you know yes. I, I joked about to a haka and i'm like dude you should start a fucking barbershop podcast and talk about barbershop shit and he's laughed but i'm pretty sure he's thought about it you know <laughs> like you know you me, and me and, and some of our friends we can start a, a, a third podcast just about video games you know and, and it's all about finding that niche it's all about curating the podcast through that niche and just just you know having fun with it like podcasting should always start with friends and obviously people will, like reach out to you like oh man let me, let me be a guest and you're like what do you want to talk about and they're like oh I want to talk about this or you know I, I know about this and I like, guess yeah, let's bring it in and we'll talk about it you know we joked around right before uh, about OnlyFans. You yeah. know, I told you we're going to talk about OnlyFans, but eventually, you might have someone talk about OnlyFans, and like, you might have uh, someone who does OnlyFans, and they're gonna, you know, rev- you know, talk about the finance behind it, like how much fucking money they make. Like, people are buying houses because of OnlyFans. Like,
0: this is actually an honest inquiry. If you do have an OnlyFans, or you know someone that has an OnlyFans. Please let them message me. I would. I, I am a hundred percent very 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 curious as to how all of that works. I understand it's subscription based, but to the point where, like you said, there's people buying houses, buying super nice cars. I mean, it's it's amazing that people literally found a way to make money. By taking pictures. I mean, I guess Instagram... Like pictures, videos, yeah, like whatever. It, it I, I understand that, you know, Instagram and Snapchat have kind of sort of created that mold through social media where you can make money off of it. But this is something that just happened recently this year. And it's, I think it's awesome the way that it has boomed and, and it has allowed people to have some sort of financial freedom through that. So I'm super curious how it works I mean, out. And,
1: and there's other, there's other uh, subscription-based... Like Patreon is another one. Yes. For technically, OnlyFans is just uh, um, a subscription based
0: Like a wall. I what are they called? Uh, paywall. paywall. There we go. Like that's
1: all it really is. Like, yes. uh, you can technically find tutorials of how to fucking fix your microwave. And that air. is true. You yeah. know, like obviously people took it and, and ran with it, and, and obviously now people are paying for people's nudes. But hey, that's you, bro. Like, and and, and go get your bag. Go chase your bag. Seriously. You know? Every. People, I, I read a tweet a couple couple days ago, how capitalism brainwashed us to think that if your hobby isn't making money, that it's a waste of time. But I think if you're if you're true about it, whether you're making money or not, like if you're if you're achieving something, whether it's pleasure, whether it's money, whether it's um, a stepping stone to something, you're 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 doing something positive for yourself
0: yeah I, I I think that your own hobby can turn into something that makes money for you it, I mean if you think if you think about so many people that have started off on YouTube or anything like that it turned from like a love I'll, I'll, I'll do what you know because it's my own sort of like passion for it and something I enjoy watching like video games I watch a lot of people who play video games professionally a lot of it a lot of them say like they start off 10 or younger just playing video games and turned out to be really good at the game or at multiple games and have now created you know multi-million dollar empires off of just their gaming name or something you know they've created brands that are wor- worldwide like renowned and make money off of it and I I think I think so I, I think you can make money off of your habit and I guess just to touch up on a little bit on your on the tweets like I don't understand why it seems so bad to want to make money. I think that if you have a passion for it and if you want to make money, let people go for it. If you're not that type of person who's focused on money, that's okay too. You you, you know, just do whatever you would like to do, whatever makes you happy. And if ultimately it makes you money, then I think that's just the cherry, the cherry on top. Dude, some, some, people,
1: some people that are streamers aren't good. It, it's all about personality yeah yeah it's and, all and about, that's the personality. Same thing about podcasting like mm. if you if you know you, you're good at talking or people like the way you talk or the conversations you you bring into the table people are gonna listen yeah very true oh so i mean now we're a little bit over an hour
0: man so i, I, I think we should be wrapping it up here pretty soon do you have any last things you would like to say to to the listeners
1: uh go buy a car for me <laughs> um i'll definitely take care of you I work at Gerald Kia of North Aurora off of Orchard and Route 88. Um, You can follow me on on my personal Twitter, OscarMC25. My Instagram is Oscar underscore MC25. Uh, Go follow the podcast. Uh, obviously, Obviously, follow this podcast, which is Money Makes the world go wrong no 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 what's your what's your twitter oh um money makes a w2 money makes it go follow money makes a w2 go follow the tql pod that's tql pod that's the instagram and pot and instagram instagram and twitter account for my podcast the quarterlight podcast and yeah man it was a pleasure being guest i uh, thank you very much i did. This was honest. I'm only three episodes
0: in, but I, I think this was one of my favorite ones already. Mm. I, I, I think it's awesome. I think we have a pretty good dynamic, and you're definitely very used to kind of, like, going through the podcast. It's it's nice. Um, so I guess for closing statements, like he said, please go follow the page on, on Twitter at Money Makes the World Go Round. Um, I'm so sorry. I just... Drew a blank right now Oh uh, The podcast should be available now On all major platforms Whether you listen to Podcasts on On Spotify
1: Apple Music Google Podcasts Anchor Everything Yeah For this podcast Yes On Apple On, on, on Apple, um, Apple Apple, Apple Podcasts uh, In order for your podcast To appear better You know appear in the ranks Make sure you go uh, Give this episode five stars oh, On Apple Podcasts
0: i was just about to get to that but you beat me to the punch man see that that's where the uh, experience comes in yeah definitely rate the podcast uh if you have anything that you want to discuss i've had a couple people reach out to me individually and i truly appreciate that so if you guys have anything to say um about the podcast anything that can change improve on um (laughs) not that Uh, if you want to uh, be a guest on the podcast you have a business that you want Uh, you know a short little 30 second clip of me talking about it let me know it's it's no charge it's just i i want like i said my main goal is to kind of you know elevate as many people as possible and if it's to do some sort of advertisement for your small business i'm happy to do so Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in again i hope you guys have a good day peace